Hey everybody, it's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of the Cinema Draft Game. I'm here with the Draft Mom's favorite and also happy Mother's Day in Passing Mother. Uh, it's the Draft Mom's favorite. It is Jay Devlin on the podcast. Still with people, Jay Devlin. What up, what up, man? I've been absent from the game for two weeks. Uh, I don't know how that's happened. Uh, you and I are in negotiations to see if my streak is still alive for cashing. <laughs> Even though I've been gone for the last two weeks, uh, but it's good to be back. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was fantastic. Loved it. I don't know anything about any other movie that uh, was on the slate this week. Yes, well, I'm just prefacing that right now. Hey, fair enough. And, and a lot of talk's been around uh, Lowriders, which we definitely talked up in the group chat. Once again, if you haven't joined, check us out. We have links in our, on our Facebook page to join Marcus Graham's Secret to His Salmon. That is a cinema draft uh, group chat. We are definitely discussing strategy seven days a week. And one of our group chat, uh, one, one of Denizens of group chat, Ring Balls 22, second in the feature presentation, but even better, Smart Ash, number one, 298.79. Let's take a look at her call sheet. Welcome back, Smart Ash, one of my favorite new players. Very reminiscent, very reminiscent, not to make this gender based up, very reminiscent of Kelly, another one of my favorite players from last year. Donde esta, Kelly? Come what kind of back. arguments are going on in that house? Boyfriend and girlfriend battling at the top of the feature presentation for, uh, you know, for all the glory. Yeah. They better, have, they better have some side bets going about, like, who does the dishes, who takes the trash out, something. And that's one thing also that the group chat is is good for is the side bet. There will be a whiteboard update shortly, my friends, my infamous whiteboard where I keep track of our side bet debts. Talking to you, Hebrew Hammer. Okay, so so here we are for our podcast listeners. Uh, Smart Ash's call sheet, and she went heavy on lowriders, balanced by a nice sprinkling of Bahu Bali to the conclusion. Uh, wh wh what else do you see here that, that you like, Jay Devlin? Well, I didn't play this week because I got, I got a little jammed up at the casino on Thursday, and I always do my lineups Thursday. So, again, I apologize for not making it in. But per the podcast you and I did last week, the preview pod, uh, you and I were both all over Lowriders. Um, yes. It reminded me of Fast and Furious 1, it, you know, just the, the niche market. Uh, Mexican-Americans, we talk about, uh, you know, uh, population density. You know, <laughs> yes. there's, there's a lot of Mexicans out there in the world that like to go to movies. So yes. if they're Population density and also uh, the proximity, too, as well. So when you're looking at your – I kind of consider this a 3F, a foreign-focused film, because it seemed like it was serving a niche market. It was on only platform release. And one of the keys we kind of self-discovered last week is that when it comes to these 3Fs, you want to have population density of the native country. And I guess population or, uh, population or, or country proximity doesn't hurt either. Hey, Ed, I don't know if you noticed. A lot of Mexican people live in uh, the United States. So. <gasps> <laughs> they all went to, they went to the movies, they checked it out. I'm sure it's a pretty good movie. Um, and it, it overperformed by a ton. So this is a great yes. call sheet. Uh, you know, I mean, no, not shocking. This this won or this came in second? No, this 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 one won. This is smart okay. ash and, and actually this is this is a really good uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's balanced. As far as risk goes, I think it's a very balanced uh, risk type of call sheet. I'll tell you this why. Because we didn't – while Lowriders was a bit of a black box, we all had feelings about it. We definitely talked it up in the group chat and on the podcast. She has a four-pack of Lowriders, but she also goes with what is, you know, uh, uh, now – 
three-week running favorite in the platform category. Bahu Bali to the conclusion. It's almost like she kind of hedged her bets. Like she didn't want to go all in low riders. She could kind of defer some risk with the <clears throat> with the slightly higher price. Bahu Bali to the conclusion. And then also she got you know, and then uh, she also got a couple of old favorites. Uh, well, gifted, uh, still hanging around. Still gifted, hanging, hanging around. around. I mean, it's not crushing the box office, but it still still gets you four or five points as a headliner, and then Guardians of the Galaxy 2, the no-brainer as a headliner, and then Snatched, which I believe was the second-place movie. Right, I'll, get, I'll get to Snatched in a second. Real quick, quick, <laughs> oh, side, no. quick side note, quick side note. My favorite part about the Indian movies is yes. that the first week that they're available, you butcher the name horrifically. <laughs> like, like, three weeks ago, you probably called this movie, like, Bahu Bully or something. <laughs> You, you know, you sounded like Mushmouth, and then by the third week, you have like you are phonetically correct in pronouncing flowing, all man. of it's these. Flowing. It's flo- you're just like Bahubali, Bahubali. So kudos to you, man. Um, snatched. How in God's Practice. name did this movie make Practice. seventeen million dollars? Please explain. <laughs> Jackie no, Marfuji actually, actually made nineteen million. Nineteen. Jackie Marfuji, uh, who's on my radio show a lot. Oh, great, love you, Jackie. Comedian. Laugh Bay, love you. Jackie was on the show yesterday, and her and a friend went to go see this movie. Okay. She said it was so bad that her yeah. friend got up, left the theater, told the, the usher he, she had to go to her car, went and bought a bottle of wine, snuck it back <laughs> in so that they could drink a bottle of wine no. for the last hour of the movie. It was so horrifically terrible. Say it ain't so. So it was her friend, male or female? That's what I'm curious. Two, two, uh, two females. Oh, no. The, the target demo. It, yep. Oh, wow. That's, that's it. Well, uh, you know, it, well, it actually had a cinema score of, I think, a B or a B plus. So was, they didn't hate it. I mean, it's not like it was the circle which came up with a D plus. Uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm <laughs> just saying, two women, two comedians, two female comedians, two very successful. Oh, that's a tough crowd. That's they a are. Tough crowd, though. I mean, they said they felt bad that Goldie Hawn had to be associated with this movie. That's how bad oh. it was, and that's how bad Amy Schumer was in it. But you know what? So, that's like that, that's like a professional gambler going to go see a gambling movie. You're always gonna be overly critical of something in your field, right? But she's not doing stand-up comedy. That's the point. She's doing a movie, so I would get true. it if like they were critiquing her doing like a stand-up special. Okay. I, I don't know. Again, these aren't my words, Ed. These are not my no, words. It, no, it, it's straight from the laugh bay. I, I hear you, and I'm gonna listen to your podcast later on um, <laughs> from yesterday. Uh, yeah, man. That, okay. Well, either regardless, enough people made it its second uh, scoring movie of the week. Totally outclassed King Arthur, and <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go have to go down on that. Side. There are some movies, damn it, that you just have to ride for no matter what. I fucking ride for King Arthur. I fucks with King Arthur, damn it. That was a fun movie. It 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 had a long tortured. A development history, which we which we tweeted uh, the deadline article from the Cinema Draft uh, Twitter account, and I get like why internally in industry people hate on it, but externally it had decent marketing. It had you know I don't I don't understand why can't people make King Arthur work? It's such an interesting legend. I used to read the books actually in my definitely super nerdy phase in the sixth grade. When I used to eat lunch by myself and read books. <laughs> I would read Camelot and all that stuff and Lancelot and all that stuff. So are you ready for are you ready for the first hot take of the podcast? Oh god, King Arthur. First sucks. hot take of the day. Charlie Hunnam. Taylor Kitsch 2.0. Oh, oh, shots fired. Charlie Hunnam. Hunnam season. Wow, that, that's a low blow. Did you watch Sons of Anarchy? Were you I watched watch every it? season. Love that oh, show. Wow. Loved him. I love Friday Night Lights. I like Taylor Kitsch. Fuck. Ed, I watched like Battleship like one and a half times yesterday. 
I like Battleship. That's I, another I, one that I don't hate Battleship. I don't hate Charlie Hunnam. I don't hate Taylor Kitsch. But for some reason, those guys Bound are by not TV. carrying movies. Wow. To carry a movie, you have got to be a big time guy, and <sighs> it's just not going to happen for him, man. It didn't work out in the movie with the monsters in the ocean, where he was like a big robot. <laughs> it's a grim, yes. <laughs> and they're making another one of those for some god insane reason. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It, it just doesn't play, man. Too much CGI. I like Kunum. I like King Arthur. I like Jude Law. I like everything about it. But then, like, I see a preview of it, and it just looks like it's just some kid. There, there is. On the, there's a ton of CGI in, in the last act. There's too much CGI. I actually complained about that. Too in my much CGI. Movie. But it's still yeah. a three-reel movie. Out of four reels, it's a three-reel movie. Uh, I, I understand. Oh, he was in Children of Men? I totally missed that. Okay, that's interesting. I'm just going through his uh, IMDb for people listening at home. Uh, Green Street Hooligans is the indie, you know, about those uh, those uh, football as in soccer uh, hooligans. Uh, he's got so much potential, but, yeah, I guess it's not. He's destined to star in True Detective 3, all right? I mean, that's <laughs> oh, man, I would set up in a heartbeat for that. Uh, so Absolutely. would I. I mean, if he was – I just got done watching three seasons of the show Bosch, which okay. is fantastic, by the way. I don't know if you've watched that show. I have not, but you're, you're making me want to have to check it out now. But those are the kind of shows that a guy like Charlie Hunnam needs to do. He needs to be on Amazon. Wow. He needs to be on Netflix, just knocking out, like, a couple seasons of a really cool, uh, you know, you know, kind of dark cop drama – kind of thing and he'd be fantastic but like this king arthur crap with all the cgi no i'm out. season all right well gg charlie hunnam your film is probably gonna lose its parent company about 175 million dollars and and they actually i heard a podcast with guy Ritchie, and they were gonna do like a whole six movie universe around it it's not gonna happen it's yeah. not happening okay ring balls 22 i do oh, love guy Ritchie though guy Ritchie's fantastic he was on the, he was on the men and blazers podcast the other day and he was so good oh wait wait you listen to a soccer podcast oh dude i've been listening to men and blazers probably for four years before you're a football lad i like soccer but i really like those guys those guys huh. can talk about chess and I would probably listen to the podcast. They're just they're funny. And I know what you mean. Yeah, and the accents are, are primo, I'm sure. I think I might have listened to one or two of those podcasts a long time ago. Uh, so, yeah, so this is Ring Balls 22's uh, call sheet. Very solid. Uh, nice mix of Lowriders, Bahu Bali 2, uh, Gifted. So, basically, it's the same call sheet, only differs a little bit in – I think he has one more Bahu Bali versus Lowriders. That – proved to be the difference because uh, Bali had 15.9 points, whereas Lowriders, uh, its average actor had 24.03. Yeah, eight points, about difference. What's a Prabhas? Who is this guy? Who is this? Like the, is this the Indian Madonna? Why does he only have one name? What, hey, what's, what's, what's going he, on with that guy? Oh, look at that hair. Those bangs. Oh, yes, he's got to okay. like that. A little yeah. bit of a porn stash, five o'clock shadow, you know, Prabhas, you know. After cousins in Hollywood and find out what the deal is. That that hair is worthy of uh, of, of having one name. So I'll, <laughs> give, I'll give him a pass. Yes, Prabhas, one of the headliners from Bahu Bali 2, the conclusion. Uh, also in the top five, we've got uh, – Did oh, they even make the first one? Is, or is that like a marketing thing? Like, no, 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 no. The first one actually did a lot of – made a lot of rupee you know, back in the home country. A lot of rupee. Yeah, uh, I, I, I when I was doing a little research into Bahu Bali too, because I'm always trying to figure out. I really do try to make you know 
these prices fairly reflective what, of expectation. And also, I take into account a lot of different stuff. So when it comes to the three Fs, I, I have to do a little bit of a deep dive sometimes. So I'll go to like these, you know, Bollywood, you know, box office sites or, or sometimes when I'm doing my social media, I'll get like, you know, <clears throat> I'll get like articles and stuff uh, from, you know, India about the Indian you know, movie scene. And yeah, Bali Bali was, the original was like a thing. Um, I was hoping there wasn't an original and they just, so just made, like made a movie called Bahu Bali 2, the conclusion that made you think, <laughs> fuck, I need to see the conclusion of this thing without even knowing like if there was a first one or not. I think it's a genius move. Just look, at, look, look, look at the hair. This is your boy, Prabhas. Prabhas. It's, so, so for those listening at home, Bahu Bali, the beginning, which came out in 2015, there's Prabhas, all one named, hair flowing, deeply gazing into your soul as he's got a spear ready to wreck some shit. I mean, yeah. Hey, yeah, I, I, got, I got another hot take for you. Prabhas, if he stars in King Arthur, that movie does $35 million. <laughs> Oh, Opening right. weekend, absolutely. Opening weekend, it kills yeah. just with that hair alone. Yes, and then and then and then global box office hundred million easy opening weekend. Bravos. <laughs> yes, we know how you love your hair. Uh, yes, yeah, so my so guess in third place. Uh, oh my goodness, shock! It's me. Uh, couldn't quite get to the top spot. I definitely will be uh, erasing somebody off the whiteboard this week. But uh, my my call sheet. My big mistake was King Arthur. I fell in love with my eyes, you know, with what I saw and not with what expectation was. Everyone said it's going to do 14 to 16 million. I wouldn't listen. No, King Arthur is better than it's, than it's projections, but apparently it was not. You're, uh, here's the thing, the eye test. Your, your call sheet just doesn't pass the eye test with me. Velocity of Z. I know. I was running Velocity of Z. Eh. Morgan Freeman and going in style. I, I totally punted limited release. I had no yeah. faith in the release that week. I used but, to, but if I, you look at Smart Ash and you look at Ring Balls, everything in their you look at their call sheets, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. Every single actor like looked like it was gonna matter. As opposed right. to yours, where it's like, uh, he kind of quit on about three of these people. <laughs> That's, you know what? Hard, we we deal with hard truths in in, in my life, and that this is a hard truth. I did give up at parts of this call sheet. I basically went big with the King Arthur uh, price wise at seventeen nine for Jude Law, also a Zoe Saldana. Oh, I, everyone had a Guardians of the Galaxy headliner for winning call sheets, but damn, if I didn't, and I try to get some low riders in there, but I would just. Uh, I, and I got Bahu Bali. I got you know the the cheaper two headliners in there, uh, Rana Dagubadi for seventy one hundred. But damned if I didn't just, spend too much on King Arthur. It's it's what cost me. It's, there's just uh, not enough Prabhas in your lineup. Yeah, <laughs> you know what we need. You know what you need to get next step in the evolution of this game. It would be nice to see ownership percentages. Of, oh oh of man, that's. That all that is is in the what I call the IDF, the ideas and development uh, file, and I would love to see that happen. Uh, oh, IFD, sorry, the ideas and future development um, file. I, that's in there. All that's in there. Ownership would be interesting to hear to see, especially once we once we grow the expand the player pool, which we're desperately working on these next few weeks. Um, I, think, yeah. I think it helps too. I think it helps to like the, the the guys that are just joining the game, learning the game, to be able to see what the better players are doing. Mm-hmm. No, you know, allows, totally allows everybody to improve just a little bit more. So yeah, that'll that'll be fun when when you when you get around when that happens. But yeah, or maybe, or maybe that's something I can yeah, that's something I can probably look into once we're able to uh, on the back end. We need to you know transfer stuff to CSV a lot. But once we get some stuff trans, being able to transfer CSV, that's something I could yeah, at the very least until on the tech end we can you know get that put into the site. At the very least, I could do like a, a write up like you know on a Tuesday or Wednesday of like ownership percentages and kind of talk about that. So that's that's a pretty good idea, Jade Evelyn. You're full of good ideas today. Damn it. 
What's next? What do we got next? So we are on. Oh, actually, I totally lost my train of thought. We are on. Whose call sheet is this? Whose man's is this? Uh, Michael Vellante. All right, that's whose man's this is. And yeah, and he also he also kind of punted limited release with going in style. He had he also fell for the hype like I did. If look, Michael, you know, great supporter of the of the pod of the site, mm-hmm. everything. We love his energy in in the the group chat as well. If I led you down this King Arthur road, I take full responsibility. My bad, dog. My bad. <laughs> because he has King Arthur in there, which, of course, costs him opportunities elsewhere. He also has some Lost City of Z. He punted going in style. He's actually got a couple of Bahubali. He's got Prabhas. He's got a couple of Bahubali actors and only a couple, only three lowriders. So that's what probably- was uh, What was the optimal lineup? One Guardians of the Galaxy and then, like, Every single person from Lowriders. Well, I'm actually glad you mentioned that because let's let's take a look at what won our call sheet of the week real quick. It was it was basically uh, Smart Ash and and Ringballs 22 alternating. They both had one the key grip and uh, oh they they had one uh, one of them had one the the best boy I think it was Ringballs and one won the key grip. So let's take a look at the best boy real quick. That that I'm, I mean. We don't have optimizers here yet. I'm sure Jaybird's up there somewhere in Canada, feverishly working on one, <laughs> waiting for us to, to be able to make these CSV downloadable. I'm sure, <laughs> but uh, the closest, the the best, not best call sheet and probably the optimal one was the the Ring Balls Smart Ash. Uh, there it is. There double. it is. It's all lowriders, man. Seven lowriders. Yeah. How to be a Latin lover. So they didn't give up on anything in this sheet. Um, I mean, Snatch, they, they covered all their bases, but they went high risk a little bit with lowriders. See, but this is the strategy I talk about all the time uh, in the game. It's just like, if you're going to like take a shot on lowriders, just mm. take a full shot on it. Like yeah. hedging your bet a little bit with a, like a little bit of something else. Just it's not, the, it's not the way to go. Go with your gut. If you think a movie like lowriders is going to crush, just go full stack on it. Yeah, and yeah. let it and let it crush. And I, I'm yeah, not sure this is the best call sheet of the week. Yeah, no, and 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 we see it twice. Like I said, uh, Smart Ash had a similar type of call sheet. And the thing is that if you can max, I mean, it's very, it is gutsy. It's definitely a high variance play. If we're wrong on lowriders, if this thing even does like just a million, like basically half what it did, I mean, you know, we all look, you know, like I looked with King Arthur. Absolutely, right but if you're but trying to win, if you're trying yeah. to take a tournament down, this is yeah. the strategy you have to play. If you're just trying to to hedge against yourself a little bit and get like a top three or a top five. Okay. I get it. Like you're going to sub out a couple low riders for Bahubali or something else. But if you're trying to win a tournament and take a tournament down or one of the, you need to full stack something like that. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the, it's the optimal strategy. This is also what we call a max stack. The most of any one film you can have actors is eight of the ten actors we list for each movie, and this is almost a max stack. Seven of the, uh, seven actors where you know it's pretty ballsy. I'm, I'm not even sure if you. I guess a case could be made to. Well, you need you need a limited release. So I guess a case could be made for Snatch, but Snatch still performs. So this mm-hmm. is a really good call sheet. Great um, call sheet. Uh, I almost got there. I had I had ideas of of doing something like that. I think I started off in um I think I kind of found my footing down in like was the the gaffer maybe where um you do where your I best work. Getting... You do your best work in the lower levels of this game. Your back know. your background talent call sheet is usually straight <laughs> fire. That's like saying you're the you're the tallest midget. Thank you very much. <laughs> no offense, little people, but yeah, that's 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 your call sheet of the week is always in the uh, the key grip or the background talent or the gaffer, <laughs> the gaffer. lurking somewhere where only four other people are in the tournament. 
Uh, fair enough. I think the highest I got this week was in the 260. Yeah, 260, 216. And that's where I didn't have the nuts to do full lowriders. I, I think I went a little – King Arthur! It's the bait. I keep, I just keep messing Dude. that up. King Arthur, yeah. yeah it's lowrider. Anyways, that's about me. And then let's do one other uh, call sheet from the feature presentation. Pick a newbie. Pick a newbie. Let's see exactly, a newbie. Exactly. A, new, a newbie call sheet. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Actually, we're going to work on speeding up the completed section as well. Do I need to refresh this? There we go. Uh, let's take a look at whose call, who's call sheet can we take a look at? Let's do the God of Cheese. Who's that? That's a great Okay, yeah, let's, let's look at the God of Cheese. He had a very high variance uh, call sheet this week because he found a way to get two Guardians of the Galaxy in there. He has Zoe Saldana okay. as a headliner, and then Palm Clean Teeth, the one with the little antennae in the movie. Uh, he had her in there, and then he had basically no money left over. He, he had to put the rest of his call huh. sheet. I, I love I love this strategy. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of it. If uh, if Lowriders doesn't do what it does, this might win. Right. Uh, I like 183.56, and did he actually – he might – you know what? Blesses well in the feature. Is this feature presentation? No, this is actually no. This feature presentation. I'm sorry, I had him. I thought he tied with someone else. Had like a. Oh, I see. Yeah, he didn't quite make the money. Um, but he. I, I like I said. I love he swung for the fence in this one. He's like I'm, rocking out this thing because if even if Guardians makes if Guardians does like maybe eighty, this call she might win. Oh, 100%. I like yeah. that he had a strategy and he stuck to it. I mean, that's a yeah. very important way to play the, play any game, for that yeah. matter. And, and wait, I mean, I, I didn't purposely make it so you couldn't do two, but even at first blush when I was making the values, and, and mind you guys, I have degrees in, in drama and English and kind of like an MBA, but it's like I'm not good at math. You know, I, I actually I think statistics is like my worst class got like a C in it. So I didn't really think that you could make a call sheet with two Guardians of the Galaxy, but that shows you how much I know, right? Me and math. LOL. Okay, so uh, and yeah, so that's a very audacious call sheet. Good job, got it. She's loved the outside the box thinking, and he's won money before. He'll win money again. We like that stuff. Uh, let's take a look at uh, this upcoming this upcoming uh, weekend. This talent. Uh, pool preview, and uh, let's go to the spreadsheet real quick. Let's get a, a nice little overview. We have, I believe, one, two, three, four. I think we have six newcomers this week, <clears throat> and including Alien Covenant, which should be hopefully, well, hopefully, I, I don't, I don't have any skin in the game, but I am going to go see it as my post-lock movie on Thursday in D Box. Um, ticket already purchased. That should be the major demo this weekend. I think it's going to give. Uh, I think it's going to give Guardians of the Galaxy a run for its money. I believe it should. Probably open somewhere in the forty million range, and I and when we tape the podcast the hour long tonight, I believe the over under is going to be forty million for Alien Covenant. Also, if you go by HSX, oh there it is, HSX.com, where I like to kind of get an idea sometimes of how these movies are are you know trading in their virtual marketplace. I believe, yeah, their opening weekend derivative is 40.76. So basically, each $1 translates to a million dollars at the box office. So they're expecting around a 40 million opening range. So that seems about right. I'm looking forward to it. Are you looking forward to seeing Alien Covenant? Uh, no, not even like, no. You know, it, it could be playing on my TV at home. I wouldn't watch it. Oh, so have you seen any of the Alien movies? Or no, I don't do Alien movies. I, I think okay. I've said it on the pod before. I don't do horror movies. I don't like aliens. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I liked uh, Predator was good. That's about the, like the the extent of my alien movies that I like. 
Not Alien vs. Predator with our well, like, my girlfriend's I, not. Let me preface <laughs> this. Like, I don't like aliens are like ugly and look like giant insects and kill people. Oh, they're fucking disgusting. <laughs> like, I like Star Trek and Star. All that crap is fine. But like, when when they make the alien out to be like just something, you know, ugh, I just can't get into a battleship. All right, that's kind of an alien movie, I guess. But yeah, not, but you, you don't see as much of it as you and alien. This this no. one, it's in all the trailers still. But you're gonna see a, a shit ton of aliens in this one. But yeah, I mean, so one I'm, of, I'm, I'm one of my biggest movie disappointments in the last twenty years was the M Night Shyamalan movie with Marky Mark. Oh, um, the visit? No, the happening. I don't yeah. know, whatever it was called. I don't know yeah. if it was the happening. I know which one you're talking with, about. With, with, Mel, with Mel Gibson and the cornfields. Yeah. Absolutely. So the whole, yeah. Great movie. The first hour and a half is unbelievable. You don't know what's going on. I'm like, dude, this is M. Night Shyamalan, dude. Like, he's making it seem like there's going to be an alien, but I, he's not that lazy. He was. He's going to write himself out of this corner, and then, <laughs> bam, a fucking alien is on the screen. I'm like, oh, come on. Like, this just, yeah. And I was show, out. Show, don't tell, huh? <laughs> just like that. Yeah, just like that, I was out. You didn't need to show me some weird-looking, cockroach-looking alien. So, uh, it's not it. I'm not it on Alien. It's already been done. How many times can you make an Alien movie? It's like Derek Jeter Day. How many Derek well, Jeter Days do I need to endure in my life? Well, you know, Derek Jeter is definitely overdone. How many times can you make an Alien movie? How many times can you make a cop show or a lawyer show? It's what we do. Movies are made for aliens, damn it. <laughs> but, like, it doesn't, but it's like the same franchise of Alien. Right. Like, oh, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Call, call it something else. Well, you know what? I I liked how they refreshed it. They they refreshed the universe, whatever. I mean, look, really, Scott is 80. It just kind of hit me when I read the article on him in Entertainment Weekly last week. The dude's 80, but yet he has like another like you know two or three of these alien you know style movies in in the works. Let's just hope he's on the treadmill, working out, taking his you know D3 or whatever you know, because he's he's got ideas and plans, and he's 80 and not slowing down. You know, he's he's got he's got these up his sleeves yeah. for a little bit. So you're stuck with hey, like, so like props, Avatar. You're stuck props with props to the octogenarians, man. I'm I'm pro octogenarian. Keep doing your thing at eighty years old, but like, yeah, I'm good. I'm not gonna go see that movie. <laughs> All right. Well, either way, I did price it appropriately. It, it should be about the highest uh, the highest valued uh, salary on the on the sheet. Uh, started at Cali Hernandez, twenty thousand, all the way up to Michael Fassbender, uh, probably in some sort of repeat or or similar role as his Android David at twenty one thousand four hundred. Also opening this week is Champion. I know nothing about this movie, but I did see that it's going to get at least thirty one screens. I actually physically went to the to the release site and I think I counted them. Is, that, is this the one I counted? Uh, wrong, wrong week. Um, yes, this is the one I went to. The, I went to the the distributor's site, counted the location in the U.S. is open this weekend. So it's gonna be on 31 screens. I can say with you know a fair amount of confidence. And yeah, I know nothing about it. It's a oh, wrong champion, damn it, <laughs> Kirk Douglas. Uh, I, I kind of wonder if this is one of those faith-based films because it just seems so under the radar. No one you've ever heard of. A total cast of unknowns. This is probably one of the few weeks where you're gonna see, uh, where you're gonna see like a. Uh, uh, a talent pool where everyone's got the exact same price. Five thousand min price across the board. So, how much guys, is uh, how much is Lowriders this week? Uh, Lowrider, yes. Yeah, so we did increase Lowriders to eighty five hundred uh, at the bottom, mm -hmm. ninety three hundred at the top. So we did increase it slightly. We do expect to be a dip in second week 
second weekend uh, returns, although we probably predict an expansion of the marketplace. It probably will reach out to another uh, 30 or 40 screens, so we did account for that. Uh, but you still, I mean, I'm, I got high hopes for low riders. You might see a good, decent amount of low riders on my call sheet, but, you know, I never figure out my strategy until after I see the box office pros proje weekend projections. Um, these, these are the ones from last week, if you're uh, watching. <clears throat> uh, they tend to come out Wednesday morning or afternoon. They help kind of get me, give me an idea what the market place thinking or as our WCW who will be on our podcast later on this evening posting tomorrow morning uh, he feels the zeitgeist of the marketplace you know you get a pretty good idea of the zeitgeist after that um, what else is also interesting also opening oh here's my sleeper uh, and I priced I mean and I kind of priced it appropriately I think it's going to do boffo everything everything you know this is Kalila Joy shout out to KJ congratulations quick cool cultural cul-de-sac her the the series that she's I guess a recurring guest star on SWAT got picked up the series by CBS. Congratulations. So, you know, keep getting checks, homegirl. KJ, Kalila Joy uh, from our female tripod. She was said the movie she was most looking forward to in our summer movie preview was Everything, Everything. And I've been seeing more marketing about it. I'm in. I, I think it's I think it's the the fault in our stars of this summer. What, have you seen or heard anything about Everything, Everything? Not, no, nothing at all, to be honest with you. Ask your girlfriend if she's heard or seen anything about everything, everything. She's probably all in on that movie. Uh, maybe. I'll ask her. I mean, she's not really a big movie buff, if we're being honest. So. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, but you know what, J uh, Jordan? We thank you for letting your boy use your Gmail account to make these hangouts so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, Stars Amanda Stenberg. Uh, I guess you remember barely as like Cree, the, the little mixed girl who goes out like I think first in the Hunger Games, the original Hunger Games. Yeah. She's now kind of grown up ish or whatever. Um and she's basically plays a teenager who can't leave the house. She's got like a medical condition and falls in love with the boy next door. It's like a kind of classic, you know, little tale of somewhat forbidden love, although for different modern reasons. And I, everything I've seen the marketing looks really good. I, I know I'm a sucker for marketing. I know it's where my professional background is, but the marketing looks really good. I can see uh the kind of the, the, the spot it's trying to hit with the with the teens and the tweens, and if we look it up on uh, on uh, HSX, there. Oh wow! Oh, that's really low. Oh, they're tripping. Okay, that's interesting. So they're only expecting an eight million ish open. You can double that. I'm telling you, this is this is the MTV movie of the summer. I'm gonna I'm a, I'm gonna stake my I'm gonna stake my reputation on it. This thing's gonna do decent business. This thing could do like sixteen, you know, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen million. Your street cred is not great after King Arthur, so <laughs> so we'll we'll see we'll see how this plays out. Uh, I'm tempted to make a little side bet and bet whatever under <laughs> you're uh, you're saying it's going to go over. We'll, Books, we'll, we'll do we'll we'll, 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 we'll figure that out. We'll figure yeah. that out. Uh, so everything, everything starting at thirteen thousand three hundred up to fourteen thousand four hundred for Amanda Stenberg as one of your headliners. Uh, we reduced King Arthur dramatically by like oh I don't know nine thousand, <laughs> so you can get in on that sinking ship for eighty eight hundred. I got news for you: if you play Charlie King Arthur this week, you should probably just never play Cinema <laughs> Draft ever again. <laughs> Stern words. Once again, we deal in harsh truths here. Damn it. Harsh truths, truth. man. People complain. They're not getting better. The same people win every week. Well, you know why? Because people are smart enough not to play a movie like that 
Or you don't listen to the podcast, but you listen to the podcast, so you're already a smart person. Uh, Paris Can Wait is uh, has been out for a week. It, it was only on four screens last week, but it did 100 grand. So that's a pretty strong showing, although albeit just in New York and L.A. We're, ex- we're expecting a possible expansion. Maybe it might go up to 25 screens. Diane Lane and Alec Baldwin, your headliner, is still fairly cheap, 5500 5, uh for Baldwin and Lane, respectively. I thought well, that was the sequel to the, uh, the Billy Crystal and George Murison movie oh, God. about Paris. Probably one of the worst NBA movies ever, right? <laughs> I mean, was that is that technically an NBA movie? He was an NBA ref. That's the only thing I remember. He was. About the movie. Yeah, that's he the only was. thing I remember. What was that, that movie called? Uh, uh, I'm not going to forget I've, Paris. I'm, I'm, it's called forget. forget. There you go. Yes. Yes. I refuse to look that one up. Uh, the wedding plan always oh, only on eight screens. It still might be in a void until we get an idea on how many screens it's going up to. Once again, population density is Israeli film. You might have to see it perform a little bit before you invest. Uh, Bahu Bali is actually this. So it's the fourth week of Bahu Bali, the fourth weekend essentially. And you, I mean, it's time to get off the train, I guess. I don't know if there's Prabhas. much. Prabhas! Prabhas and your beautiful hair. <laughs> uh, I think you might have to get off the train at this point. I mean, it's still cheap. It might, I mean, if it did one five last weekend, it still could get you, you know, 890,000, eight or nine, you know, points. If you just need to fill a slot or a hole, you know, in your call sheet and you got 6,500 to 6,600 spare, you know, take a shot. But there might be some better options out there this week. Um, avoid the circle. How to be Latin lovers still might have a little bit left in the tank. And limited release is looking like one of those weeks where it, it is, again, a dumpster fire. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot of great choices this week. I'll go into it a little bit more in the shot list with the podcast that will be airing tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, that's a quick overview of the weekend uh, going out. Uh, any any parting thoughts, J-Devil? Uh, no, good to be back. I will definitely be back in the game this week. So uh, look for me in the top three and look for me on the message board inciting as much gambling uh, as I possibly can. The return of the whiteboard, I hope to be not on it after this week, but the $10 side bet will be in play. Uh, mostly sports on uh, iTunes, iHeartRadio, just wherever you, you, know, you can find it pretty much anywhere. Vote for us for the TBT, the basketball tournament, the tournament.com. We're playing in a basketball tournament for $2 million this summer. We need votes. So just go to the tournament.com, go to the West region, vote for mostly sports. Uh, that's pretty much it, brother. Excellent, excellent. Thanks again for joining us. That made the Draft Mom happy, I'm sure. Also, everyone, you know what to do. Go to cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Sign up. Follow us on all of our social media. Subscribe to the podcast. Rate us. Rank us. Leave comments. All that stuff will help us get discovered. Uh, And also, check out our corporate blog at medium.com. And you know what to do between now and the next time we put up a podcast. Go see a movie or something.